Well, it does help. I mean, there are times where when I'm in the gym, I will do the uh, down dog and up dog. I mean, I'm sure who come up with those crazy names, but uh, ultimately... Ever seen a dog stretch? Well, you actually have. That's That would make <laughs> That's sense. That's the down I dog. I realize that. We also know that all that extra sugar that we're drinking, that sweet treat, just ends up in tooth decay. And there's actually no nutrients in that soda pop. So it's timed to change that soda pop to some healthy alternatives. Well, you're right. There's not one solitary constructive thing about soda. <laughs> there was one thing that the people could really, really own. That would be the understanding of the power, the role, the duty, the responsibility, the authority of our states. yoga a healthy choice for exercising and if so is it right for you what do you know about this thing called yoga um. is that all you know about yoga is that what comes to mind when you think mm. about yoga no i think it, it gets a little bit weird in some people's worlds or opinions but it definitely is a good thing to do to sort of stretch the body uh, build flexibility and it's pretty challenging too yeah so it can build flexibility and due to the fact that you uh, do all kinds of poses, what is it, down dog, up dog, yeah. triangle pose, tree pose, there's all kinds of different poses that you're actually having to use your body mechanics to stay yeah. in one position for a certain length of time. Well, it does help. I mean, there are times where when I'm in the gym, I will do the... Uh, down dog and up dog. I mean, I'm sure who come up with those crazy names, but uh, ultimately... Ever seen a dog stretch? Well, you actually have. That's That would make <laughs> That's sense. That's the down I dog. I realize that. But yeah, I think that they're good. Um, I get people's complaints or concerns about the, um, the mystical origins of it. But ultimately, I think people need to get their minds off of that and just start moving the body mechanically in different areas to bring challenge to the body and more uh, mechanical health to the body. So we've kind of understood that it does improve flexibility. That would make sense because yep. you're doing these stretching poses. It also brings strength because you're using your own body weight as, as a weight when you're holding these poses for different lengths of time. Yoga also involves, you know, breathing. That's one of the things that we've talked in mm. previous episodes about calming the nervous system is the diaphragmatic breathing. Yep. But the, what about stress relief with yoga? Well, I think it is because ultimately when you go out and lift weights, another type of exercise people are familiar with, or go out and um, do some sort of cardiovascular activity, you know, that may be relaxing a bit, but it's still also strenuous. Yoga has active relaxation techniques mixed in. And that's a good thing because many people are stressed out. So I think a good yoga class or a good stretching class is probably just what the doctor ordered. Um, you know, typically post-exercise is good. So when you think about yoga, you want to think about doing it in a post-exercise manner, not 
pre-exercise manner, although it is exercise in itself. Well, in, in yoga, if we are stretching and we're strengthening and we're using our breath, it seems to me that yoga would also play a very big role in improving mental health. Well, it will, because as we've talked about a bunch of times, the stress response is something that's very chronic in our world today. And people today are uh, they're kind of addicted to stress anymore, you know, and that's what they are driven to. A good uh, place of yoga is, is nice because you can actually, you know, not just disconnect from the world, but you can sort of kind of connect with yourself again. Really understand the way your body is. You know, we hear the terms uh, feel your breath or, or experience your breath. Where's your breath? You know, and I've talked many times about diaphragmatic breathing. That's sort of a yoga-ish technique, you know, pushing the breath downwards in the diaphragm as opposed to having it all up here all the time, you know? Yeah, well, so and that changes things. the autonomic nervous system's response. So it takes it out of fight or flight and more into rest and relax, which would calm the brain. Well, and people uh, would relate to this that have taken a yoga class. If you're out there, you know full well that at the end of that, when you're having your cool down time, it's not uncommon to hear somebody snore. I've heard that before. Like, what in the world? That's somebody snoring. They're, they're <laughs> what asleep, in the world? man. So they've relaxed. Uh, yes. And, and that's not a bad thing. So, yeah. and usually it's in an environment with, um, without headbanging music. It's usually calm, calm and that's good. And the lights are softer. Yep. And so you really want to put yourself in an environment, um, whether it's in a group class or even alone to sort of bring that sort of, um, you know, vibe into your life more often. Now, from a clinic standpoint, I personally have been through five different yoga training certifications. So not all yoga classes are created equal. Right. And it, when it comes to like back problems, neck problems, hip problems, yoga can be very beneficial when you're taking instruction from somebody who really actually knows how to line the system up and line those joints up in a manner that can... Um, decrease disc compression, yep. decrease, uh, for, for uh, lack of better terms, inflammation. Well, and that's good. And it all depends. I mean, it's all about the instructor, the type, et cetera. I mean, one, one type I'm not a big fan of is, is where you go just drink wine. I'm not, not a big fan of that. I don't think that's <laughs> very, very wine. wise. You know, just go drink a bunch of wine and let's get drunk and do some yoga. Uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Although I guess that would give you a little bit of relaxation, I suppose. But, and then there's hot yoga. Right? That's a whole different yes. type. That can push the heart rate up a little bit higher. Can and improve flexibility yep. because of the heat. Mm -hmm. So yoga may, with all of these things that we've talked about, from flexibility to strength. Of course, you improve strength. You improve the quality of muscle, the mm -hmm. tone of muscle, and bone density. It improves breathing because oftentimes they're guiding you with your breath. You know, you breathe in and you breathe out with each pose. We've talked about how that can actually improve mental health or calm anxiety or change uh, brain chemistry. So overall, yoga sounds to me like can improve the quality of one's life and even dealing with physical issues like lower back, neck pain, those kinds of things. Oh, there's no question. I, I'm, I think that yoga is good. We've been asked about that, you know, tens and probably even hundreds of times, but I think it's good for us. I think we should be doing it. You know, we should, we should be training in a cardiovascular manner. We should be training with some kind of resistance training, and we should be doing some kind of stretching inclusive of yoga. 
What do you think about yoga and its ability to boost the immune system? If you're moving through these poses and you've got more blood oxygen and nutrients circulating through the system, does that resonate with any kind of boost in immune health? Well, it does. I mean, if the body's toxic and it's dealing with toxins, it's not going to be able to deal with the attacks that come on you from, you know, bacteria, you know, parasites, viruses, etc. Further, you, when you exercise in any way, you get the, the lymphatic system moving as well. So you get this secondary line of toxins pushed out as well. So it is beneficial in all aspects. And, you know, people look at us and say, well, we're Christians. How can we do yoga? Look, just take all the mystery out of it, the mystical stuff out of it, and move the body more in those particular positions. Find a good instructor, and you'll find yourself getting healthier. We, we hear it all the time. So try a little yoga out. It's not a bad thing, and you'll be better for it. And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here, is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. There's a lot of talk these days about human enhancement. Terms like biohacking, bioharmonizing, biosynergizing, stacking, resilience, and anti-fragility. In our clinic, the Functional Medical Institute, we've been helping people of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds improve their quality of their physiology and maximize their lives. So you can follow the latest fads and gimmicks and maybe find some things that work for you. Or you can add kingdom fuel to your daily regimen right now. It's the simple start to a transformed life. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber with 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fats and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom Fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. No gimmicks, just proven results. Start today at Sherwood.tv forward slash fuel. Hey there, Kevin Sorbo here. Now, deep down, we know this. We're, we're more than just a brain and a body. We're a spirit, we're a soul, and we're also a physical temple. If you hit the wall when you're trying to improve one aspect of your being, it's probably because, well, other aspects are sabotaging our success. So that's why diets don't work. And frankly, why so much conventional wisdom from our so-called medical establishments falls flat. Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood have a very different approach. I should know because I happen to be one of their patients. They address the whole person to get to know you, your challenges, and more importantly, what your goals are. Then they offer a complete plan 
that addresses your unique biology and your heart. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. So find out more at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo or see the link before. Now I'm heading for a workout. You should be going for a workout too. All right, guys. God bless. Soda replacement drinks. It's time to ditch the soda for better health. You know, we're slowly getting better at making better choices about what we need to do to improve our long-term health. And one of these things is declining the consumption of soda that we drink. It went from a regular cup to a biggie cup to a big size cup to a big gulp to a gallon gulp. And before we know it, we had all of the health problems that came along with it from obesity to type two diabetes, and we know that type two diabetes with that sugar running through the bloodstream, that's eventually gonna end up in a heart attack. We also know that all that extra sugar that we're drinking, that sweet treat just ends up in tooth decay. And there's actually no nutrients in that soda pop. So it's timed to change that soda pop to some healthy alternatives. Well, you're right. There's not one solitary constructive thing about soda <laughs> you know and we know the sugar in there but then we also got to think about yeah, well, you're just drinking calories you know, what about diet soda well that's just worse because some of the ingredients the in there you know can sort of blend themselves into formaldehyde which is used to preserve dead people so it's like um you're just drinking your death you're preparing yourself every time you drink a soda i want you to think you're preparing yourself liquid for death. death liquid death and but thankfully there's been a lot of transition now with awareness to get away from that and to have sort of alternatives to sodas. You have all these different waters out there, some flavored waters, sparkling waters, uh, yada, yada, yada. Let's talk about some of the best or worst of those. Well, what, one of the best things that you can actually do is have a water filtration system Bingo. in your home. And you can actually cut up pieces of fruit, whether it's watermelon, whether mm -hmm. it's lemons, whether it's limes, whether it's mangoes, whatever you want that water to be infused with. And you can put it in the water, let it sit for 15 minutes or so, and pour it off, add some ice, and have a cool, refreshing drink. Now, that's yeah. a little bit away from that bubbly. It's not going to give you that and that, that fizz that drinking soda pop is going to do. But that's, that's the first sure way to have a clean, pure water with a little bit, with a little pop of flavor. Well, and, and why are we talking about a filter at, at filtered water? You know, the, the sort of the, the way the city waters and county waters are supposed to be maintained, they're supposed to filter stuff out, but they don't, right? We know that there has been multiple studies that have indicated that there's been statin drugs, birth control, other chemicals within water, you know, that, you know, fluoride, that's at levels that are not necessarily in their amounts harmful, but you put them all together, could it be harmful? So I think that a filter is good. You could get one to put in your, your house permanently, or you can get some of those portable filters you can you have. you can travel a, with. Travel with. Yeah, that's very good. Um, and then some of the flavored waters, you know, out there, like the, 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 the ones with the bubbles in them. I won't say any brands, but you get my point. Um, those are pretty good at, for the most part. Well, you probably want to turn the label mm. over, look at what the additives in it are, and see if it's asulfame versus stevia. 
That's right, because a sulfame would not be as good as stevia. And there's all these little things you got to look for. Um, the other issue with those is they can be a little bit acidic, right? If you drink too many of them, they can become more of an acidifier to the gut, which is not necessarily what you want to do. You want to have a good balance of your pH. And then um, there's all kinds of bottled waters out here that are not fizzy waters, but they're out there in the you know, in those refrigerators, we see them at the airports, we see them at the convenience stores all the time. Which one do you get? That That's that's right. You know, a, a couple other things that you can do is if you want just a simple sparkling water, start with something that is plain, like yep. a lemon or a lime without the other artificial flavors or preservatives. Yes. Dee, look for those labels that say natural flavors because in the industry... Nobody really knows what that is. Could it be bad? I suppose. Could it be good? I suppose. We just don't know. So there's a lot of unknowns out there with some of these natural flavors. Because what does that mean, natural flavors? Um, the bottom line is less ingredients is better with these things. Less ingredients is better. Look for things you know. And then, uh, you know, try to use those to get away from soda, of course. Then when you go to plain old water... I mean, know that the bottles used to be constructed with BPA, right? And now they're used with BPS, uh, a different chemical. But you're still going to get some leaching through of that plastic into that water. And we don't know about storage. So if you put some heat to that thing and it's stored in a nice humid area, you know, how much of it leaches into the water? We don't know. We don't know. So there's so many unknowns. I think it boils down to get as pure water as you can, get a filter system, and maybe consider drinking out of glass and or metal. Um, you know, cups. Containers. A couple other things that people can think about doing instead of drinking soda pop is they can go to something like kombucha. Now, oh, kombucha yeah. can be bought in a store mm -hmm. and kombucha can be made at home. The difference between making it at home and making it in the or buying it in the store is, of course, what is it made with and how much yeah. sugar does it contain? You have to be very mindful of is that the same amount of sugar that's in a soda pop, sometimes that kombucha is sweetened with just as much sugar because it's the component that, that is used to ferment and brew the kombucha. Yeah, well, whatever we drink, we need to understand well, we've got to get water because the body is you know, 65, 70% water as it is. So make sure you drink the water and remain hydrated and, and make sure you get good sources. You can have other things like like teas without teas are great sugar, one. coffees that are actually good, like mold-free coffees, like, you know, our, our kingdom cup right there is good to have. Um, what about coconut water? Coconut water would be okay. With all the, it, it's got some nutrients in it that are yep. unique. You just got to be careful with the labels. Electrolytes. Read the labels, make sure there's no added sugar, make sure there's no chemicals on there you can't pronounce. And if you just kind of follow that rule as a general rule of thumb, you'll be all right. So we've talked about water, different types of water, different ways you can replace soda with different types of water. How many ounces of water should an individual drink in a day? As a general rule, somewhere between 60 and 80 ounces a day. Now, that varies with the amount of lean body mass you have. So, you know, just don't get out there and say you got to have a gallon. It's all dependent upon your activity level, what you do, how much you sweat, where you are in life, you know, the, the climate around you, etc. But try to get between 60 and 80 ounces of good, clean, <laughs> non-ingredient, non-negative um, water and you'll be good for the wear because water does a body good doesn't it water does a body good 
you want to um, eat your calories, not drink them. So keep it clean, keep it pure, keep the calories low. What does our Constitution really mean? And how do we interpret it? Find out next with our constitutional attorney expert, Chris Ann Hall. Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable Kingdom Fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on Kingdom Fuel now. And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. You know, people often ask me, what has been the most destructive lie the American people have been taught about the federal government and the U.S. Constitution? Now, Doc, you and I have talked about this on a previous segment, but it really boils down to the lie that the supremacy clause in the Constitution establishes that the federal government and federal laws are superior to state laws and state constitution. Now, our previous segment went into detail and explained how that is absolutely not true. And just a simple reading of Article 6, Clause 2, which is the Supremacy Clause, proves that. But you see, with that deception that has really infested the minds and politics of American government, we have had a falling away of the understanding of governors and attorneys general and even the people of their states of the power and the duty and the responsibility of the state to stand against the exercise of unauthorized federal power. And if there was one thing that I want the American people to really know today, if there was one thing that the American people could know that would change the whole dynamic. I'm not usually a one thing person, right? Because I understand that life is multifaceted and there are many solutions to a single problem and there are complications and details that need to be worked out. So I'm never really a one thing person, but in this situation, 
there was one thing that the people could really, really own. That would be the understanding of the power, the role, the duty, the responsibility, the authority of our states to say to the federal government, I'm sorry that con the Constitution does not authorize the exercise of that power and we will not comply. And so in that authority, we have a solution to nearly every single federal problem that we see today. The ATF gun grab. States actually have the authority and the duty to say no. We're not going to let you enforce those laws in our state because there's no authority for you to govern what we sell and how our people uh, keep and bear arms within our states. There's no authority for you for that. No, we're not going to let your Environmental Protection Agency come in and rule and reign over our land. And by the way, the FDA and the USDA Sorry, we don't find that authority in the Constitution. Because remember, we're the states that created the federal government. We're the creators of the federal government. And as the creators of the federal government, we have the authority to say, you know what? We didn't create you with that power. So that power does not exist uh, to be authorized in our state. Not only are we not going to help you uh, ex exercise that power, but we're not going to let you exercise that power on our people the Department of Education, the Department of Interior, the Department of Ag, the, uh, the uh, Forestry Service, all of these organizations are extra constitutional. And according to Article 6, Clause 2, if their power is not exercised pursuant to the Constitution, the power is null and void. And what the American people and our governors and our attorneys general need to understand is that applies to the judiciary as well. The Supreme Court's authority is limited and defined by Article 3. The, the Supreme Court and federal court authority is limited and defined by the powers delegated to the federal government. So if the power, the authority is not delegated to the federal government, the federal judiciary doesn't have jurisdiction over the matter. So if there is no authority for uh, delegated to the federal government to rule and reign over uh, what we eat, what we drink, what we smoke, what we ingest, what we wear, what we buy, what we sell, how we live, how do we use our resources in our states, all these things that happen internally in the state, then the Supreme Court has no jurisdiction over those matters either. So we have to understand and we really have to own this that our states not only have an authority, they have a responsibility to say no. And we have this information documented for you in our book, Sovereign Duty. We have this information documented for you in a film we call Non-Compliant Movie that can be found at noncompliantmovie.com. And we wanna help you know this because all political powers derive from the people and the people have to stand for the proper application of their constitution in order to defend their rights. So I'm um, thank you, Doc, for letting me bring this information to the people. 
Uh, there are many ways to come to this understanding. We want to help you with some of them. But that's the one thing I wish everybody would know right now.